the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to the We Get Real AF podcast and our special career segment, Profesh Sesh. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. You asked and we listened. You wanted more support, more resources, and we are here with our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, every week covering all things career. That's right. I am so excited to be talking career development, growth, mentorship, all the good things. So let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody. And we are delighted today to bring you more awesome advice from Elisa Walters. Today, Elisa is going to be talking with us about decision mapping your career and how you can use the idea of a decision map to make really smart career choices as you evaluate the companies that you work for or are looking to work for and the path that you want to follow. Welcome, Elisa. Welcome. Thank you both for having me. It's nice to be back. I'm so excited for this episode because when I heard decision map with correlation to career, I had no idea what that meant. So I think that we just need to start there. What is a decision map for career building? Yeah, great question. When an individual is evaluating where they want to go next in their career, it's really important to get that clarity by essentially, uh, no pun intended here, mapping out exactly what it is that you want. Um, Where are you at in your life? And how does what you want in your career align with where you are at? What do you need from your next role? So every map seems to have, in my head, a starting point where you are now and where you want to get and the different routes that you can take to get there. So if you could help sort of unpack that visual analogy for us and some of the uh, checkpoints along the way that people might consider as they're building this career decision map. Absolutely. I think it's important to self-reflect on where you are at, number one, in your career, um, what your ultimate goal is in terms of whether it's you're, you're mapping it out for the next year, the next five years, um, and get clear on that piece and then start to break it down into what's important to you from what size company you want to target. Do you want to be with a large corporation? Do you want to be with a small startup? Do you have more of an entrepreneurial spirit or are you somebody who wants to move into a role that all of those decisions have already been made and you just want to continue to work for someone else's vision and and mission? Location. Obviously, in this post-COVID world that we live in, we've all proven that we can do our jobs remotely. But uh, do you want to, to move for a job? Are you interested in being in a large city? Do you want to be in a, in a, you know, a smaller market? Um, also the product or the customer base of a company. What kind of products are you interested in that your company is potentially selling or creating? Um, what is the customer base that this potential company is looking to target? All of those things are important because you don't want to work for a product you don't believe in or you don't stand behind. It might be the type of work you want to do. What's more important to you, the product that's being put out there 
or doing the work for any type of product. I'd also say, depending on where you are at in your career, growth trajectory. Are you looking to make a lateral move because you want to work for one comp- another company where you know that the job opportunities might be more plentiful, where you do have that room to grow? Or are you ready to step into that seat more senior level position? So looking at those as opportunities as well when you're examining what companies you're looking for. What resources, Elisa, are online, like visual resources, because I'm a very visual person. If you are literally putting pen to paper and saying, okay, I'm starting my decision map, what does this look like? And what's the format? What's going to be the easiest thing for you visually to go back to? There are different websites, um, Inc.com. If you if you Google job mapping, a lot of different uh, websites will, will populate. Fairy God Boss, you know, has resources that you can pull from. GeekWire, and then looking within the different types of worlds. Is it more of a, a generalist type position? Is it more of a tech type position? Um, targeting companies that might have a job map specifically for the types of industries. I love the idea about being really intentional because I think sometimes we feel like we have to just take the job that's offered to us. Um, we feel that pressure. But I think if you start ahead of time and really map out or at least do a checklist of what are the things that really, really matter to me? What am I looking for? And where am I going with this besides just paying the mortgage or the rent or whatever, paying the bills? I think you give yourself a better chance. You set yourself up maybe for success more because you are qualifying what it is you even spend time applying for. I feel that also correlates to, and maybe Elisa, you can give us your opinion as a job coach and just, um, life advice as well. I feel when you're younger, to Sue's point that you just take what's offered to you, almost like, oh, it's a paying job. I'm going to have benefits. I'm going to have all these things that take care of me, but it may not align with my values. And then there's something to be said for experience or lack thereof that you're trying to get on your resume as a stepping stone for the next thing. But when you're using this decision-making map, do you place the what's going to align with your values over the monetary need. I'd love to, for you to unpack that a little bit. I think that it really depends on where somebody's at in their life. And there are certain situations where people may not necessarily have the full freedom to be able to do that. I am a big believer of not putting pressure on yourself to find this dream job. But if you are at a point where you are not in a job that is serving your bigger purpose or where you want to be going, start putting the energy into something that it's a step in the direction in which you want to take. It may not be the dream job, especially if you have to pivot, but you do have to be a little bit nimble and you do have to be prepared that you may have to take a step back in order to move forward. But finding a job in general takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. So if you are going to spend that time looking for something new while you're currently working, invest the time into making sure it's something you want to be doing. That's going to get you to the next step. It may be a lot of work now to pivot, but in the long run, is is that what's going to make you happier? Is that what's going to serve your, your bigger purpose within your professional career? I think for somebody coming right out of school, starting that first job, I'm a big believer in saying yes to opportunities because you never know where it might land. It may be something that you're coming out of school with the understanding that this is what you're going to do. 
this is the ladder you're going to climb. But you may say yes to an opportunity that positions you into something that you may not have even considered. That's how those things happen. Say yes to different opportunities. But make sure that the opportunity that you're saying yes to, it feels exciting. It's not just something because you need to collect a paycheck. Be mindful of the opportunities while still being open-minded and nimble. I think that's really wise. Uh, Being really strategic, again, about if it's not a big paycheck, because let's face it, most kids coming out of college, if that's the level we're talking about, probably aren't looking at huge paychecks as their very first job. But if there's additional opportunity there, if there's connections to be made, or if there are skills to be acquired, then those are other kinds of currency that you should not dismiss out of pocket. Yeah, because in the long run, you may find the money was great, but what do I have to show for it? Or I'm not necessarily happy in what I've been doing. Money, as we all know, isn't everything, and it could be taken away in an instant. But learning and growing and and developing skills that make you more marketable are every bit as valuable. It just comes down to evaluating where you are at in your life and what's important in your next career. Job growth, location, company size, product, the customers. I think that those are all crucial. Awesome advice, Elisa. Thank you so much. This has been really insightful. Listen for our next episode with Elisa next week on our Profesh career segment. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.wegetrealaf.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.